You're listening to the Mining for Mayhem podcast, and you can find me, the phenomenal one, AJ, over at Backseat Bookers. Too sweet. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Mining for Mayhem. Welcome to this special episode. And today, have I got a special guest for you? I'm breaking into the independent wrestling scene once again. I've got my first wrestler all the way from the United States. I've got the wrestler of the people and the good twin. I've got Christian Cobain. Christian, how's it going? Well, you know what? Let me stop you there, my friend. How are you so sure you have the good twin? (laughs) Ah, have we got two twins both named Christian? Well, see, you speak of my good twin because there is also my evil twin. And if you think that you're speaking to the good twin right now, you might be wrong. You could be. (laughs) I'm not sure. I guess maybe we'll find out as this goes on. But, hey, man, thanks for having me on. You said good morning. It's actually like, I think, 7 in the evening here. So I'm getting ready for dinner. How are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, it's. I know what you mean. It's the time zones. It's absolutely crazy. But yeah, it's we've just hit nine AM here. Nine AM? Wow. Okay. So I'm your I'm your nine to five right now. <laughs> yeah. Clock you're clocking in for work. Do you have your coffee yet? Uh no, yeah. I'm I'll have that come midday. I hear you. Okay. That's me. As soon as I wake up, the first thing I do is have a cup of coffee. Well, the first thing I do is get screamed at by two little children. But <laughs> eventually I get that coffee in my system and their screaming becomes much more manageable. Yeah, well, I get I get screamed at by a cat, so I somewhat know the feeling. Hey, I got nothing a- wrong with that, man. I am a huge cat advocate. I love me some cats. I love me some pussy. <laughs> I got up this morning just to go to the toilet, and the first thing I had was... <laughs> she heard me get up, so she got up herself, did her stretches, ran down the hallway, wanted the food. I'm like, oh, here we go. So I gave her a breakfast and came back, started doing some more study, just some quick last minute study for the podcast. And she's straight back up, curled up asleep I, I, right now. I got to ask, what's her name? Storm. Oh, that, that beautiful name. Is she gray? She is. She's gray and fluffy, just like a storm cloud, which is how she got the nice, name. Nice, nice. I, I would actually really appreciate it if you'd send me a picture of this beautiful cat once we're done with this. I will. I will find, find as many photos in my phone and I will upload them to twitter and i will tag you in them happily i'll see have to- message message to anybody out there listening right now not much in this world makes me happier than cat photos <laughs> so you're a massive cat fan what about have you got any other pets no i don't even have a cat that's the thing <laughs> so weird right speak- no I, I have no pets myself I would love to have a pet, but my current living situation, I'm not, I'm not able to. But as soon as I get into a living situation where I can own myself an adorable little kitten, you bet your ass I'm getting myself an adorable little kitten. Have you got a name lined up that you'd like to have? Well, it depends on what the cat looks like, the way the cat acts. It depends on a lot of different variables. So no, not really. Uh, in the past, though, when I've had animals, I, I have been known to name my animals after professional wrestlers. I actually had a uh, adorable little puppy that, sad note, player tiny violin, died at a very young age of parvo. Uh, horrible, absolutely upsetting, but you know what? It, it is what it is. That's the cycle of life. I'm not going to bring this podcast down. We're going to bring it right back up because <laughs> the name of that adorable little puppy was Cena. Oh, wow. that That's cool. I like that one. Yeah, why I'm... would you not name an animal after the goat? I was going to say, I'm all about the unique names, something that I've never heard, and you get usually the Rexes, the Rovers, the all the generic dog names. Charlie, Jack. Bruce's and the Bobs, and I'm John like... John hey, Cena! It's John Cena! <laughs> and right. I'm all about giving the pets the different names. Like I had um, my cat, Storm. I had my pet who the same thing last year passed away. He His name was Panda because he had that sort of 
white white and black face, sort of like a panda does. I thought that was a pretty cool name. Well, R.I.P. to Panda. I'm pouring one out for the homie right now. <laughs> but speaking of animals, you had a bit of a interesting stalker on your porch the other day. Yeah, I did. I mean, uh, the stalker, as you speak of, comes by daily. His name is Cogburn, and uh, he is a rooster. He is a giant, beautiful rooster, actually. Uh, I live in West by God, Virginia. I'm sure people in Australia aren't familiar with it, but it's uh, we're typically known as a redneck state. Uh, a lot of people don't even like to give us credit for being a state. A lot of people like to refer to us as Western Virginia, which is not fucking true. Fuck you guys. We are West Virginia. <laughs> And uh, yeah, but to my original point, uh, we're known as a bit of a redneck state. So there's a lot of mountains, there's a lot of animals, there's a lot of farms, things like that. My uh, neighbor has a pet rooster and said rooster comes down and hangs out from time to time. He's my homeboy. And yeah, it's like I actually watched the video. Go check it out on YouTube. He offers to play Super Smash Brothers, Nintendo Switch, Animal Farm and all that sort of stuff. Has he accepted you on that Super Smash offer yet? Nah, he's a pussy. <laughs> have you got I, a I think maybe him not having thumbs might have something to do with it, <laughs> but I'm not sure. I refer to think that he just doesn't have the cojones to face me in Super Smash Bros. I'm calling you out, Cogburn. If you're listening, which you're probably not because you're a rooster and I don't think you listen to podcasts, but if you are, I'm calling you out. <laughs> but speaking of roosters, here's one for you. Why, why did the rooster go to the gym? did the rooster go to the gym hmm. tell me to work on his pecs oh that's a good one i didn't expect that that's one of those ones that's like like it's funny but it's clever to the point that i don't even care that it's funny i'm just like astonished by how clever it was yeah it's that. it's one of those jokes that's so bad that it's it's funny because it's so bad and you hear it and you're it's just a like, dad oh, joke oh that, that it's a dad joke that's what you would call that and i being a father uh am very proficient in the dad joke so i can appreciate that five stars my friend <laughs> and i'm now officially the age that my father was when he had me so i'm just i'm getting all my dad jokes in god isn't that fun still single uh, and still mingling i recently hit the big three oh myself oh i'm i'm one year off i'm 29 you're you're right behind me then uh, it's a big <laughs> one man it is a big one but you know what it is what it is have you you're as, um, young, um, you're as young as you feel right well then oh, I guess i'm 85 because my knees and lower back are fucking killing me oh i know right it's like i get told <laughs> I, I get told i look 18 but i'm just like i feel like i'm 60 plus because i've got lower back scoliosis and half the time i'm just walking around i bend over to pick something up and as i stand back i'm just like Ugh! have you tried any ddp yoga no i haven't i've done um what have i done i've gone to the chiropractor and that's been a lot of help mm -hmm. well yeah of course naturally uh, well <laughs> you know what it, what's the worst that can happen I, I couldn't recommend ddp yoga more I, I tried it myself i didn't do the full program but you know i did i did a good bit of it and uh from what i did it made me feel a lot better yeah it's, i've heard a lot of good stuff about it a lot of wrestlers have highly recommended it yeah shout out to ddp uh if you're listening follow me on twitter bro come on what are you doing i'm giving you a free plug <laughs> speaking of following on twitter you've actually got quite the interesting wrestler already following you on twitter little john stamos not too dolph ziggler oh dolph ziggler john stamos same thing <laughs> I mean, honestly, like they're they're pretty similar, but no, yeah, Dolph Ziggler, he does follow me. He's a he's a pretty cool dude, man. He's a pretty cool dude. He uh randomly purchased some of my t-shirts not too long ago, thanks to a bunch of uh, wrestling fans who are fucking awesome, and went and tagged me in a post on his page talking about independent wrestlers he should be looking out for, uh, something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember exactly what he said. I've been hitting the head a lot. Thanks, Ace Austin. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, he follows me on Twitter. He, he's a pretty cool dude, man. Yeah, it's, and he, as you said, he randomly bought your merch. He's, which is really cool because, I mean, at the times like this, it's supporting independent wrestlers, which is really important. Right. Um, well, I mean, it helped me a lot financially in the time because, you know, I needed the money. But mostly 
what that did for me was that put me on the radar of a lot of people who didn't know who the hell I was before that. Because I don't know if anybody noticed, Dolph Ziggler's got, a, you know, quite a few followers. And uh, him commenting on my stuff puts my face on his page for all those people to see. And that put a lot of eyes on me. And, like, I really owe a lot to him for that. Because I, uh, I will say that I definitely capitalized on that opportunity. Uh, but him giving me that platform without even realizing he was doing it, like that means more to me than anything could. Yeah, and we'll we'll get back to that in a minute. I just want to go back to that um, Super Smash thing. Have you got a favorite <laughs> okay. character? My favorite character in Super Smash Bros. Because I, I, I'm not great at the game. Uh, I play it. I'm definitely not competitive, though. Like I'm not going to be one of these guys who's going to tournaments. I'll get my ass kicked. Um, I play with my kids a lot. I, I whoop their ass, though. Like, they have never beat me, and they will never beat me. I'm putting that on record right now. Boys, if you're listening, if you ever listen to this, you will lose forever. But to answer your question, my favorite character is um, Samus. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm a Pikachu boy all the way. I like Pikachu. I'm, I'm not very good with Pikachu, but I love Pikachu. So, like, that makes me want to use Pikachu. <laughs> it's it's the one character i'm half decent with other than that i'm i'm absolute trash i'm like you i'm not competitive but i like playing and for those that i don't know if it came through on the microphone but we've just been joined by the cat storm has entered the building whoop whoop and not whoop whoop because i don't like juggalos very much but whoop whoop anyway <laughs> so you're so you're familiar with um the little what do they call them these days the juggler that does all the crazy dives into random Oh my shit. god, dude. I've been watching that kid, Superhuman. I've been watching yes. that kid since the very beginning of my wrestling career. I discovered him when he had little to no following. He still had like, I think like he had like a thousand likes on Facebook was his maximum reach at that point. I discovered him whenever I started training and I have watched every video. I think, I think anyway, I'm pretty sure I've seen every video he's posted in the last six or seven years and I'm I'm a fan, man. I want to fight him. Like I, I hear he's uh, making his way in independent wrestling a little bit. I'm calling you out right now, Superhuman. If you got any balls, if you got any cojones, if you are a man like you say you are, step in that ring with the man of the people, and you can whoop whoop all up on me, boy. It's it's. A bit of a deathmatch style, which I you did mention in the Ringsiders podcast that you want to um get into the ring with Jimmy Havoc. Have you love had, to fight Jimmy Havoc? Have you had any deathmatch preparation? If not, how would you go about it? Uh, elaborate on that. Would you preparation? Would you um like for instance with the Money in the Bank ladder match they just had a lot of the wrestlers practice climbing ladders to get say prepare for jimmy havoc would you stand there pressing a staple gun into your forehead hmm, that is a good question um no because that <laughs> would fucking hurt um, my my preparation for jimmy havoc would be to avoid a staple gun in every way that i can because i, I don't want to get stapled in the forehead and or the testicles i've seen him do both i don't want that i, I mean if I can take it. Like, if, if you want to do it, Jimmy, like, you, you're going to have to work your ass off to do it. But I can take it if it happens. But, Dan, mark my words right now. I'm going to do everything in my power not to get stapled. It's Maybe we should get someone across the room for, um, across the room from you, pardon my morning language, st um, stand there throwing staplers at you so you can practice dodging them. You know what better idea? I think I'm just going to give a staple gun to Cogburn and or one of my kids. Maybe I'll just give all three of them, both kids and Cogburn. I'll give them staple guns and just have them chase me around on the porch for practice. <laughs> Get the cardio up at the same time. Yeah, practice my big boots. Uh. So how long have you been a professional wrestler for? I'm coming up on seven years now, man. Oh, uh, wow. You count my count my training now yeah i'm coming up on seven years and it's crazy too like the, the journey of professional wrestling is just unlike any other art form or any other sport or anything out there like that like for example um i'm coming up on my seventh year like i said and i'm just now really coming into my own and gaining my confidence as a wrestler and i can't think of any other 
art forms or anything like that where you you feel like you were absolutely awful at for that long a period of time. So you were trained by Dave Christ, is that correct? My original training was done in West Virginia under a lovely human being named Adorable Danny Ray. He is a legend in my area. Uh, he did my basic training, and then after, I think it was roughly two years, I uh, discovered Rockstar Pro Wrestling, headed up to a little place called Dayton, Ohio. That's where Dave lives. That's where a lot of a lot of big-time wrestlers throughout the years, and especially right now, have come from. And, uh, yeah, I started training under Dave Christ, uh, Sammy Callahan. He had a hand, too. But, uh, yeah, most of my training was done with Dave Christ, and, whew, gosh, that man is a genius. It's yeah. Well, OVE was um, still one of the biggest um, factions in Impact Wrestling, so that's definitely a great faction to get trained by. Oh no, kidding! Uh, not not even just that. Dave's knowledge of professional wrestling is unlike anybody that I've ever met, and I've got the opportunity to learn under a lot of people who are you know very intelligent and definitely know what they're doing in professional wrestling, like. I'm not trying to kiss his ass here. It's just the truth. Dave Christ is just like head and shoulders above everybody. He's a genius. It's plain and simple. If uh, anybody listening ever gets the opportunity to sit under that man's learning tree, you do it. You 100% do it. You do not pass that opportunity. That's, yeah. So what got you into, what made you want to become a wrestler? You know what, man? It's your typical your typical answer that most wrestlers say now i'm sure not all of us grew up lifelong fans but the majority did wrestling's been in my life since i can remember really uh i grew up a huge fan of stone cold steve austin hi dad how are you i grew up a big <laughs> fan of chris jericho jeff hardy uh, i really loved wcw back in the day i'm pretty sure if i remember correctly my very first like favorite wrestler was ray mysterio jr uh, I was a huge fan of Goldberg. I think he sucks now, but I was a huge fan of Goldberg when I was a kid and didn't realize, you know, anything. But yeah, man, typical answer. I just, I love wrestling. It's, have you got a favorite move in the ring you like to perform? That I like to perform? I mean, yeah, that would be uh, probably my quote-unquote finisher. It changes from time to time depending on my mood or where I'm at. But uh, my go-to finisher is a, uh, I get the guy down on their knees, kick their ass, kick their ass, kick their ass. They're down on their knees, hit the ropes, come off on their back, and I take their fucking head off with my arm. I feel like I just felt that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I felt it. Like Every time I deliver it, I feel it. Just watching it, it hurts me. I feel bad for the guys taking it, but you know what? You shouldn't have just sat there. Why'd you just sit there and let me hit you for, dumbass? So, um, how much of the states have you been able to travel? Have you gone all over the country wrestling? Unfortunately, no. I have not been all over the country. I have wrestled in, um, let me do a quick math right now. It's going to be an estimate because I don't want to make you wait for too long. But da, 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 wrestled in maybe 13 states, something around that. Okay. Uh, I've, only, I've only wrestled in my country. I don't know why. Wink, wink, motherfuckers. Get on board before it's too late. Somebody book me in another country. It's time. It's time. It's time. Right now is the time. It's the time. Um, it's the time. Well, it is the time. Time. I'm looking at my watch right now. It is the time. You know, the funniest part of that, I don't even have a watch on right now. I'm literally pointing at my wrist. <laughs> when this um, COVID's over, you'll have to come and wrestle in Australia. We've got a few promotions down here. There We've is got... nothing more I would like to do then come to Australia and enjoy your guys' delicious food. I'm such a foodie, too, throwing that out there. I love food, and you guys have some of the best cuisine. Is that how you say that? Whatever. You guys, yeah. why, am I trying to act, why, am I trying, why am I trying to fucking act fancy for? You guys have some of the best food I've ever seen. Like, I want to eat that shit. And just like your typical good old Australian barbecue, you get your beer out, put the sausages on the barbecue, some bristles, some steak. Barbecue oh, I love steak. Onions. I love sausages. I'm good on the beer, though. I'm not much of a drinker, actually. Like, I will socially. Like, if my if my buddies are having a beer and, like, you know, I'll, I'll crack one open. Generally, though, I'm not much of a drinker. Mm. Yeah. I'll, I know what you mean because I'm in the same boat. Like, I don't think I remember the last time I got drunk. It's been that long. I might have right. a beer here and there, but I'll have with, a... Like, with friends and stuff. Yeah. 
or when I go home, I'll have a couple of beers with the parents. But other than that, it's not much. It's I I work too much to do it. And speaking of which, speaking of food and work, we were talking in the pre-chat. We had a five-minute pre-chat, which was absolutely lit. We were talking about KFC. <laughs> Good to see that you guys use the word lit in Australia, too, though. <laughs> Throwing that out there. But continue with KFC. Much more important conversation. And you said you're a huge fan of the place. Huge. Massive. Unbelievably big. I love me some Kentucky Fried Chicken. And again, I'll tell you, uh, you and everybody listening, the same thing I told you in the beginning. I had no idea you guys had KFC. That's crazy. That's insane because it's the KFC I work for. We're a part of a brand called um, Collins Foot. Food Limited or Collins Food Group, which is um, isolated to our state. But other than that, the KFC worldwide is owned by Yum Franchises, which does the Taco Bell. We've just had Taco Bell open up in Australia, but I've heard a lot of good things about Taco Bell. Well, so quickly, we we, we talked about that beforehand, but quickly I have another question. Uh, Pizza Hut, do you guys have Pizza Hut? We do. Okay, it's, yeah, so you you guys just have the Yum products then. That's pretty cool. See, I kind of just assumed, I don't know why I just assumed this, but I kind of just assumed you guys only had, like, McDonald's from America. Clearly, I'm fucking wrong. We have, what are our fast food? We have Subway, we have McDonald's, KFC, Pizza Hut, Domino's. We wow. have Pizza Capers. I don't know what that is. That's sort of like a real fancy Domino's. Um, we have, oh, I'm drawing a blank now. We have this chicken, um, real fancy chicken store where they do spice, uh, Nando's. Never heard of that one either. Question though, do you guys have Chick-fil-A? I haven't heard of that one. Uh, then I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it right now. America number one. If you guys don't have Chick-fil-A, you cannot win. Nobody can beat us if we have Chick-fil-A. If you ever come to America, I know anybody listening from America who's ever had Chick-fil-A is nodding their head right now in agreement. Chick-fil-A is the best chicken joint ever. There's just something magic that they do with their chicken. I can't even explain it. I think they put crack in it. Oh, <laughs> well, I was going to say, when you come to um Australia, come check out Red Rooster. Because where every... That chicken store deep no no, no wait, wait wait we have one we have a place called red robin that's what i'm thinking about you have a chicken place called red rooster yes interesting and they oven grill their chicken uh, so i'm not into the oven grilled man like I- i'll eat it like you know i diet and i eat a lot of grilled chicken but like if i'm going to like a fast food restaurant or something like that you're gonna give me some deep fried chicken damn it it's oh yeah the deep fried chicken's just beautiful just Especially the hot and spicy with the crispy coating on it. And I, I agree. I like mine spicy as well. At Chick-fil-A, they actually fry theirs in peanut oil. Okay. And That's it's so good. And then they and slip the crack in. Have you noticed the difference in size portions? Uh, amongst... What, what, are my, what are my variables here? All right, so to put this into example, like obviously we've got small, medium, and large now. We'll take this um, size of the drink cups, for instance. A large drink cup here, for instance, it, for McDonald's is, we'll go with a large. When I went over to America and I got what I was assuming was a large cup, you guys call a medium. Oh, my God, yes. Okay, yeah. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. And, and people want to, like, under, like, people don't understand why Americans are so damn fat. Like, you know what? It's just fact. Like, if somebody wants to get offended about it, I mean, it's probably just because you need to hit a treadmill yourself once in a while. <laughs> but, yeah, like, the, a big reason to why our com- our country's obesity problem is so out of hand is things like that. It's honestly ridiculous. Like, I know exactly what you're talking about. We have another uh, restaurant franchise called Hardee's or Carl's Jr. You guys ever heard of that? I've heard of Carl's Jr. I well, I get the, they, when I watch um, Monday Night Raw, I get the live stream from the USA ah, Network. I see a lot of the American adverts. Tons of Carl's Jr. on wrestling programs, but yeah, they do that boring. even worse than McDonald's. A small cup at Carl's Jr. is a large or extra large anywhere else. Oh my god, That's that ridiculous. is ridiculous. 
Like, I got to <laughs> order, like, half of a kid's size over here to not go over my calories if I want to have a couple French fries. Mm. Well, I remember getting, when I was in Hawaii back in 2008, I got a large meal. And at the time for McDonald's in Australia, the large cup for the Americans was the extra large cup here. And we actually don't sell the extra large anymore because mm. it was considered to be too unhealthy. They took it off the menu. Good. We could learn a thing or two. I mean, we're still number one. Don't get it wrong. We're still number one because we have Chick-fil-A. But you guys mm. doing that, kudos to you. But And the one thing I've noticed with um, a lot of fast food restaurants now is they're doing a lot of salads. Is that something they do in America as well? Like yeah, you can I mean, go to- it seems like every fatty restaurant you go to is like 99% horrible food. And then they're like, it's cool, though. Don't worry about all the people we're killing by obesity because we have this salad section. So now we can say it's their fault for not picking the salad. And it's like, we, like we sell a shaker salad with a honey mustard sauce and it's got corn and tomato and um, cabbage and all this sort of healthy stuff in there. McDonald's obviously have their own Caesar salad and stuff like that. They actually have a very good Southwest salad. At least they do in the States. I don't know if they do there, but my God, is it delicious. That actually sounds good. I don't think it's, I'm assuming that's got like a Southwest ranch sauce on it. It does. And that, that right there is the key ingredient. Mm. Are you, Uh, it's other than that, it's got the corn in it. It's got some chicken. I always get extra chicken. Uh, It's (laughs) got like the little tortilla shells in there. It's good. Are you a fan of um, fast food joints having like salads in there or is it something that, why do they even bother? I mean, I'd rather it be there than not be there. It's a, it's a good thing for, it's honestly a really good thing for wrestlers too when we're on the road and we don't have anywhere to stop. Like we can't go to a, a grocery store, prepare a salad or some grilled chicken and rice and stuff in the car. So like, mm. it's definitely good to have those options there so i'm not going to complain about them the only thing that i will complain about though is the fact that i can get a double cheeseburger for a dollar but this salad is going to cost me like six yeah that's not cool bro what are you doing like this is lettuce this is lettuce bro this is lettuce well when you come to australia you've got to um especially if you come to queensland which is our most northern state on the east side go to a place called queensland yeah, Queensland. Queensland, gotcha, okay. So um, if you go to the Gold Coast, which, interesting fact, the sand on the Gold Coast actually gets imported. And if you ever go to Hawaii, the sand on Honolulu uh-huh. Beach has been imported from the Gold Coast. Really? Yes. That's I didn't thing actually... people waste money on? Yeah, I didn't learn that till I was actually surfing in Hawaii. But yeah, if you ever go to the Gold Coast go to a place called Eat Street and it's just got like food van after food van lined up. Actually, I think it's even called the Night Court or something like that. And it's just got these gourmet exotic foods and like, oh my God. I love food vans. I've had some of the best food in my life out of food vans. There's a place down in Florida that I went with my girlfriend. Shout out to her. I love you, baby. Uh, We went to a place called uh, the Lobster Guy or is it Lobster? I think it's Lobster, the Lobster Guy. And it was literally a food van on the side of the road. And they had the most delicious lobster I've ever had in my freaking life. But, yeah, it's it's like all these multicultural food vans where you can get foods from different countries, different cultures. Anything you can imagine, it's pretty much got it. And it's just like, I went there for the first time a couple of years ago with my brother because I went to visit him. And I was just drooling with all the options they had. And then once... You get your main course, you go to the dessert section, and then they've got like these waffle cone ice cream donuts. And oh, oh my that lord, sounds good. And being You're a big, to make me have a cheat meal today. <laughs> being a big donut fan, it makes me so happy. We have Krispy Kreme donuts. Oh, there's a, okay, there's another American joint you guys have, <laughs> but yeah, if um. There's a couple of promotions down here. If you ever come to Australia, we've got the one near me is CQWA, which is a smaller, um, sort of like our NXT is to WWE, I guess, off the QWA. And we've got, it's not the biggest brand in Australia. Obviously, one of those would be 
either Riot City Wrestling or MCW. Riot City Wrestling's produced the likes of um, Rhea Ripley, and I think there's been a few more there. We've had... I've seen Riot City Wrestling. Okay. So it's obviously got some exposure there. Yeah, I've seen. I've definitely seen their product before. I, I can't pinpoint exactly where I saw it, but I've definitely seen that. I Maybe Rhea saw... Ripley. That that could be. Mm. In some of her promo packages or something. Or maybe her matches. I, I've watched a few of her matches. She's really talented. Oh, yeah. And then we've got um, MCW. It's produced the likes of um, Adam Brooks, who just got signed to Ring of Honor alongside Slex. There's, they had a wrestler called Evie, who's now known as Dakota Kai. We've had Will Ospreay wrestle down there. We've had um, Gino Gambino. MCW is known for producing a lot of big names and... It's you can get it on um, Vimeo. One of the matches of the year last year, I call it the match of the year worldwide, was a triple threat match between Adam Brooks, Dowie James, and Slacks. And just it was one of those you watch it and you just can't react to it because you're just in such awe. That's amazing. The, the energy that was in that building, I'm sure, was incredible. Oh, yeah. And it just shows you. Um, independent wrestling, as um, you said with the Ringsiders podcast last week, it's just so hot right now, and it's getting s- such exposure as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy uh, what's happening in wrestling right now, like independent wrestling too, especially. Mm. And we were talking about um, Super Smash Brothers and Animal Crossing a bit ago. Are you much of a video gamer? I am a huge video game nerd, my dude. That is, like, one of my favorite things in the world. Like, if you get rid of pro wrestling, like, as far as, like, entertainment goes, video games are my favorite thing in the world. I've played video games my entire life. Uh, Currently, I am heavily embedded in the Nintendo Switch. I don't even know why I say currently. I have been heavily embedded in the Nintendo Switch since its launch. Basically, since day one, the Nintendo Switch has consumed my gaming life. I've got hundreds of titles on my Nintendo Switch. I play them constantly. Currently, I'm playing a lot of Animal Crossing. My God, is that game fun? Like, we talked about Crack and the Chicken earlier. There is Crack in that game, dude. <laughs> so, I've heard of Animal Crossing. I've never played it. I've seen, like, little five-second clips here and there of it. What exactly is Animal Crossing? How would you describe it? It's like an adorable little life simulator with the elements of the Sims and basically like anybody who's played a Nintendo game like knows that there's just like this variable that you really can't explain. They just have this it factor about them like Nintendo just has this magic potion, this magic juice that they sprinkle on all their games and make it Nintendo fight and just make it so much better. And I don't know why, but it's that. Added to the Sims, added to the, what else? Um, The Harvest Moon, if anybody's ever played that. Stardew Valley, it's a lot like those. But it's just so well done. It's so polished. There's so much to do. There's so much to collect. I have a wrestling ring in my game on my island with the uh, WCW versus NWO logo on it. Like, how many video games can you do that, man? I'm definitely going to have to go check this out now. I'll see if I can download it on the laptop. Well, you can't. It's only on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, I'm sure there's an emulator out there somewhere. Well, good luck. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was going to say, the only two Nintendos I've ever touched, I think I've touched the GameCube GameCube once, and that was just weird, and I've never touched it again. But I've got a Nintendo 64 lodged in the shed somewhere, and I've got... Um, in the lounge room, I've got the Nintendo Wii. But, so is this just a U-specific thing, or is Nintendo not as big in Australia? Um, the Switch is big, the Wii was big, and the 64 was huge, but I don't think the GameCube, GameCube ever got off. But well, the GameCube majority, wasn't huge anywhere. Mm, majority of gamers game- here are either PC, Xbox, or PlayStation. Oh, so pretty typical then. I would say it's about that here in America, but actually the Switch just surpassed, not even just, it was a couple months ago, they surpassed the Xbox One life uh, lifetime sales, which is incredible if you really think about it because the Xbox One has like four or five years on the Switch. 
Mm. It's yeah, I've got a I'm I'm a pure Xbox boy. If you go Xbox first PlayStation, PlayStation can go to hell. See, I'm I'm just a gamer, man. Like I've had every console. I enjoy every console. That I think that in every aspect you're gonna find things Xbox is better at, you're gonna find things PlayStation's better at, you're gonna find things that Nintendo Switch is better at. I just love gaming. Yeah, well, all the games. I'm a huge gamer, but I think it's more, I just like the design of the Xbox or the layout. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that either. I think the Xbox is beautiful. Yeah. Have you, have you become a streamer of gaming yet? I've considered it heavily. I actually made a Twitch account. And so I realized that I needed a capture card in order to actually be able to properly do it. Uh, I'm thinking about investing in that capture card. I, I mean, I want to do it who's to say like I would be entertaining enough to have a titch twitch stream, but you know what? It's worth a shot. Probably one day it's going to happen. That's yes. Two of them going back to the games for a second, two of the games that for me personally that I got into growing up was obviously um super smash on the Nintendo 64, but also Mario Kart. Oh, I love Mario Kart. And Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Nintendo Switch is one of the best games I've ever played. It's by far the best Mario Kart. Is there any particular level slash Rainbow Road that you really hate? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rainbow Road. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. That's the only one that comes to my mind. It's whenever Rainbow you, Road. Whenever you talk about painful levels on Mario Kart, it always ends up with Rainbow Road. It does, and it's one of those things, too. I say fuck Rainbow Road, but at the same time, I love Rainbow Road. It's one of my favorite ones to play, but I know it's going to piss me off. Mm. So, outside of, obviously, traveling for wrestling, is there any place, just in general, that you'd like to go to for a holiday? You know what? That's something that I really never take the time to think about. Like, if I'm thinking about traveling, it's usually going to be wrestling-related. I haven't really stop to think of hmm, where would i like to go just to see the sights or you know smell the air but uh you know what i'm gonna go ahead i'm gonna intertwine it with wrestling because if i really think about that the answer is going to be the same for both and that's japan like everything about japan the wrestling scene unbelievable definitely want to go wrestle there probably more than anything like that is probably my number one goal in wrestling but outside of wrestling, the everything about Japan is beautiful, and I would love to go there. I want to try the food. I want to see the art. I want to see everything about Japan. I love everything about it. I love its history. Oh, yeah. I've, I'd like to go to the countryside of Japan. I've done the city, but I haven't done the countryside. I'm, Have I'm really, you? Like, I am jealous. <laughs> we um, When we did the family holiday to Hawaii, because we, we couldn't get a direct flight, we did a week's layover in um, Japan on the way home. So we got to wow. travel to Tokyo, well, one of the suburbs of Tokyo. The capital city of my state, Brisbane, is about the same size as a suburb of Tokyo, which is insane on how huge it is. Yeah, no, like, hell, we, we have uh, Texas, for example. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, I heard a stat somewhere that you could fit the entire world's population in Texas. I don't know how true that is, but that, if it is true, that's insane, dude. Wow. I'm assuming that means shoulder to shoulder, which is essentially like a train in Japan. It's very yeah, essentially. Tight, close, tight knit. Or New York. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's another dream destination for me. I want to go to New York. I will get well, there. I've been to New York. Uh, New York's pretty cool, but damn, is their food expensive. Damn, everything. Everything is so expensive in New York. What are you doing, New York? Stop it. Quit. I want to try a New York pizza. I have actually did not get to try the New York pizza, but I will say I did get the opportunity once to try Chicago deep dish pizza, and that is by far the best pizza I've ever had in my life. Oh, my God. I love myself some pizza. Me too. Huge pizza fan. Actually, I worked at a lot of pizza places before I started wrestling. All right. So does pineapple go on pizza? Pineapple does go on pizza. It doesn't go on my pizza every time. But if somebody throws some pineapple on pizza, some pineapples on a pizza, I'm going to eat that bitch. <laughs> I'm not a pineapple person. <laughs> Man, you're, you're missing out, my friend. Well, I mean, I guess you're not. 
We all have our taste buds to each their own. You're just leaving more pineapples for my pizza, and I can't blame you for that. Yeah. <laughs> that is the upside. That if I don't touch it, there's more left over. There's more for you. Yeah, I love pineapples. Like Even like not just on pizza. I'm a big pineapple guy. It tastes really good. Yeah, and we've, like, I think in the past year or so, um, Domino's for us, they've just had their pizzas upsize. So, obviously, you've got your typical size, family-sized pizza. But they've just brought in the, I think it's their 15-inch New York pizza. And uh-huh. it is huge. Like, instead of your typical eight-slice pizza, they only cut it into six on a white. Two oh, slices. Man, you have some huge slices then. You're full after two slices. It's I'm just like, hell, I'm full oh. just hearing you talk about it. But And then they throw the toppings on. I'm like, I can eat a whole pizza to myself, but then you get the New York pizza, and I'm just like, I can't do this. It's so big. It is monstrous. That's what she said. <laughs> the timing of that was just perfect. I pride myself on my that's what she said jokes. Uh, let's, we'll have to get a YouTube comedy segment up of that one day. Just You having a general conversation, just randomly bursting out into that's what she said. Bro, anybody that actually like knows me as a person, like you're going to hear a lot of those. Like That's probably my favorite joke. Like Go Michael Scott. You are the man. It's a common thing worldwide i guess because they use that on me all the time at work like i'll just randomly be blabbing on and they go that's what she said i'm like oh i'm yeah, just like michael oh. scott the office do you guys have the office we uh we have it on netflix you need to be watching that i've seen like maybe two episodes uh, i remember watching i think two or three episodes i'm like i don't get why this is so popular it's one of those things you just kind of got to stick with it. And then once you like really learn about the characters, you start caring about their lives more. And once you start caring about their lives, the comedy just takes you over. It's one of the, actually speaking of Netflix, one of the things I found interesting is like, we've got Stan as well. And a couple of years ago, I got a VPN just so I could um, get ahead of the times and watch American Netflix. And you mean so you could break the law? Yeah, I don't even I don't even know if that's against the law or not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is in Australia, but I got the American Netflix and I'm looking at it, and basically all it was was Australian Stan and Australian Netflix combined. Say that one more time. You broke up a little bit. Uh, so if you get Stan in Australia, Stan and um, Netflix in Australia, and combine them together, that's what American Netflix is. It's just both of ours combined into one. See, I don't even know what Stan is. Stan, I'm just going to assume it's an Australian streaming service because I don't know if it's over in the UK or not. But you've got, for instance, um, I'm a big DC fan. So, for instance, Flash and um, Arrow and the whole DC Arrowverse, they'll do their massive crossover episodes. So, you have to watch, say, an episode of Flash and then go watch an episode of Arrow afterwards followed by an episode of Supergirl or Batwoman just to keep up with the storyline. Huh? And then you've got, I think it's Arrow on Netflix and then Flash is over on Stan. And then we've got Amazon Prime. We have that. Which, um, there's another, actually, speaking of wrestling promotions, on um, Amazon Prime there's, what do they call it? underworld wrestling which is a hidden underworld promotion in australia and i'm Hmm, i've never even heard of this they've got some interesting rules and i'm like it's definitely worth checking out i don't know if it's on amazon prime in america but it was a lot of fun to watch i'm actually curious if it's on youtube now and then there's we had um what else was there not amazon prime actually it might have been ah what was it uh chuby i think it's called are you familiar with uh, that one yeah you said chuby there was lucha underground on there and i was oh, so man, I excited lucha that. Underground. That, that was so good like what happened to lucha underground actually that's a good question but lucha underground all four seasons were on chuby and i 
got halfway through the first season because I'd never seen the first season all the way through. Right. And then suddenly it just disappeared off Tubi, and I'm like, no. Now so I don't you didn't know even get to Sammy Callahan's debut, did you? I don't think I saw the debut. I definitely saw him on Lucha Underground, but I never saw the debut. Yeah, I think that's on season two. That, that's when uh, Lucha Underground really starts getting good. Because mm. I came across it. I came across it halfway through season one. I think I'm like, this shit is amazing. It was... Yeah, it's really good. I, I really enjoy the cinematic wrestling, and uh, Lucha mm. Underground really had a very interesting take, and it's very well done. And I think because of the way they did it, it's become something they've done across the bigger boards now as well because um, Impact did it a couple of years ago with Matt Hardy and the Delete segments. You've got WWE's obviously done it recently to try and um, get through COVID, I guess you can call it. But it's and definitely I've enjoyed every attempt of it I've seen. I, I enjoyed the stuff at WrestleMania. Mm. I don't know if you want to call what they did at Money in the Bank a cinematic. It was a little bit of both in a way. Like they yeah. had the the music in the background. They had the camera cuts. But uh, it was it was awesome. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Other than them killing two dudes and then just bringing them back to TV. I didn't really understand that part. But other than that, that was really enjoyable. Yeah. Well, I think the logic behind that, I don't know how much logic there was to it, uh, assuming they keep an eye on Twitter, but there was a few people on Twitter obviously spoiling on how they did it. Because uh. I think I saw I saw a photo of someone do that long camera shot, and then they circled where they fell onto. I mean, I don't even know why that matters. I don't know why people feel the need to go on the internet and quote-unquote leak something like that. As if we don't already know that they weren't killed. Like, come on, guys. You don't need to leak that as if it's some big breaking news. Yeah. And, I mean, we had someone else went on there and said, oh, they didn't die. They fell off the building and Mysterio landed on his feet and Alistair Black fell into the cross-legged sitting position. I thought that was pretty funny. Now, that would have been cool. They should have used their cinematic uh, juices and cut to the ground and then had that actually happen. That would have been neat. Yeah, well, what I said they should have done is film actually falling down in front of the building. And obviously, so they do it safely, have like one of those big um, blown up cushion mattresses, whatever you want to call it, that they obviously use to, for instance, if you have a suicide jumper or something and you want to try and stop them from hitting the cement, you've put it underneath it and catch them, basically. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do that, you might as well bring in the uh, suicide nets that they have over in Japan to stop people from killing themselves. Yeah. And, I mean, the whole reason I said they should have done it that way is because, and I didn't do the circle thing, but my little spoiler of how they did it was if you listen closely enough to it, you watch them get throw, um, thrown over, and you can hear the thud about two or three seconds later, and I'm like... After they show the long shot of the building, realistically, there should have been a 10-second spot between going over and the cathode. And I'm like, that's the bit that sort of I exposed kayfabe, if you want to call it. I mean, I mean, if you want to call it that, kayfabe's dead. Kayfabe's been dead for a while. Oh, yeah. There's some sort of kayfabe left, I guess that social media can't the, the, It's not even really kayfabe, though, because like now it's... Because uh, like, you don't call it kayfabe in movies. It's the mm. same thing as movies. Like It doesn't really need a name. When it's time to be in character, we're in character. Whenever it's time to not be in character, you don't need to be in character. Like, kayfabe is just not necessary in 2020, in my opinion, at all. Yeah, and I mean, social media sort of ruins the element of surprise as well. I don't even know if you can call it as much as... like I don't even really know if you can say ruin. Like, I don't personally think it's such a bad thing. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I think it's a depends. different thing. It, it definitely, it definitely sucks that we don't have that element of surprise or shock or things like that. It doesn't make a heel turn. Like it doesn't make it mean quite as much. But at the same time, I don't think that it's necessarily bad. I think that while it takes away some things, it introduces a lot of things that you wouldn't have other otherwise. And I think that's great. Yeah, I mean, I suppose the element of surprise that it didn't take away completely 
was Edge returning at the Rumble. Now, what a special moment that was. Well, yeah, hell, we knew that was happening, and it was still one of the biggest things to ever happen in history. Mm. Like there was I'm not even going to lie, dude. I popped huge. I haven't popped oh, yeah. like that about anything wrestling-related in quite some time. That got me, bro. I was in tears. I am a huge Edge fan, and seeing him come back, seeing the raw emotion on his face during that entrance, bro, just talking about it is giving me chills and making me water mm. up a little bit. That was a beautiful moment in the art that is professional wrestling. I'm, I'm the same with you. I was at work, and I had... I told him, I don't care. This is the Rumble. I don't give two shits. I don't work during a pay-per-view, so the fact that I'm here feels special. And I had it on silent in the office. And every time there wasn't a customer that I had to serve, I raced back into that office and I walked in, picked up the phone, and I didn't have the stand on or anything. I'm like, all right, who's this? And then suddenly Edge walks up. Like, oh, my God. And everyone around the store was like, what's going on? I'm like, he's back. He's back. I bet that was a crazy thing to experience for the first time with no audio. Mm. And then and I'm like, sure going back later and seeing it with said audio. Oh, yeah. It was wild. And another um, few things that, for me, that caught me off guard and would have been another big moment for you was the return of the Hardys at 33. Oh, that, that right there, in my opinion, is the biggest pop in history. Like, I almost thought it had been leaked because you'd obviously seen the things I thought, nah, then to me, I thought, nah, they're not coming back. They just wrestled a ladder match the night before at Ring of Honor. So I'm like, yeah, I forgot about that, actually. They did. And then in the background, as it was happening, you heard the chant for the Hardys, and I thought, these guys are nuts. And then they came out, I thought, oh my God. And like, this is. Mania for us is about nine in the morning. I think by the time the Hardys came out, it would have been maybe 11 in the morning by that time. And I was like, I'm not a morning person. So I was lying in bed, just lying there with the TV to the side, watching it. I sat up. It was a huge moment. Didn't need coffee that day, huh? (laughs) That was my coffee. That was my little adrenaline rush for the day. Is there any other huge pops that really got you? Or any surprises? Uh, I think it was 1998 when Stone Cold Steve Austin made his return. It might have been 97. But uh, that big Stone Cold pop, that one was, oh, God, that was awesome. Uh, The Undertaker, whenever he came back as the American Badass, was a really good one. If you really want to go back, look at some of the entrances that – Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson made as the Rock and Roll Express. You want to talk about a pop? My God. Like, you could feel the moisture from all the panties in the air. Is um, is there any other returns that have got you? I mean, for me, there was a couple of years ago. I can't remember which year it was. At the Rumble was the Hurricane. Like, I, growing up, I was the biggest Hurricane fan. Hurricane was, was actually the first professional wrestler I ever met in real life. Oh, wow, that, that is cool. I am now being with jealousy. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty neat. It was pretty neat. He's a, he's a very nice, humble, down-to-earth guy. Yeah. Um, what else was there? There was not so much a return, but the, one of those, oh, my God, shocking moments that got me. My first pay-per-view that I ever bought was um, the last, actually, what year was it? 2014. So I bought WrestleMania 30. Because at the time, the WWE Network wasn't released in Australia. It was a thing, but not in Australia. So I bought WrestleMania 30 as my first pay-per-view. I remember. Speaking of WrestleMania 30, that was a very good choice. Because in my opinion, that is the greatest WrestleMania of all time. Okay. That's... I would do anything to be able to go back in time and purchase a ticket to that WrestleMania. The oh, energy yeah. in that building is that like, you can't. You're talking about big pops. Daniel Bryan, whenever he won at the end of the night and we got those yes chants, that was one of the craziest things that I've ever seen or felt. You could feel that through the TV screen. It's the perfect way to describe it. And the bit that got me that night, like I was just casually sitting there like, as I said, I'm not a morning person. So I'm just lying there on the couch. Well, not even lying on the couch, but I had one of those really comfy thick chairs that 
you flick the button, the leg rest pops up. And I remember Lazy sitting boy. There. Yeah, lazy boy, that's the word. And I remember sitting there and I sat up straight away the moment the referee counted that three count on the Undertaker. Oh, gosh, yes, me too. That was insane. That was, like, talk about just, like, taking all the air in a room and just sucking it out in one second. Such mm. a surreal experience. And, like, I'm probably not to... I don't know if you call it gloating or not, but I'm one of the biggest wrestling fans in my town of, like, 10,000 people. I don't... It's not huge in this town. But I remember... A lot of my friends know I'm into wrestling. And they go, oh, how was the pay-per-view? And I think it was about 10 seconds before I could actually answer it. Like you said, it was a, it was one of the greatest pay-per-views of all time. I mean, I know a lot of people say WrestleMania 17. Obviously, that one was good, too. Hulk Hogan there was a lot of versus... good ones. 13 was really good. There was a lot of really, really good WrestleManias. Yeah, there was. Um, Obviously, you can... You've got some bad WrestleManias with good moments. You've got some good WrestleManias with bad moments. And interesting fact about WrestleMania 30 is that was the only WrestleMania where the Divas Championship was defended. Did not know that. It's, it's Yeah, well, I was doing a wrestling um, quiz one day that I had to look up questions for to obviously write the quiz. And I came across that and I'm like, that's a bit of interesting information. I'm going to use that because I'm almost sure people think it was defended more than that. But it's it, a good... it didn't have too long of a stint, I don't think. Right? So, I, don't, I really don't remember, to be honest with you. What was that, 2014? So it got inducted in 2008, I believe. And it was ran till at least 2015. Huh. So it was almost 10 years. Wow. So nine years of not defending the top women's championship? Yeah. That is... It's an interesting great. little take. I think well, I'm, glad, might... I'm very glad with the way wrestling's going today. I'm a big, big, big believer on... A big, big believer in women's professional wrestling, especially today, now that a lot of the girls are really putting in a lot of effort to get really good training and they're busting their ass to be good wrestlers and not just being eye candy. Like there's a lot of really talented professional women out there. Hell, one example that comes to mind immediately, Tessa Blanchard is possibly top five best wrestlers in the world right now. And that's not women, just top wrestlers. Oh, absolutely. Um, are you a fan of intergender wrestling? Absolutely. Unfortunately, I've only had the opportunity to participate in like two different intergender matches, but uh, they were super fun. Like you just have it just depends on like where you're at, like what crowd you have, like what's going on, who, who the girl is like certain crowds. Obviously, it's not it's not going to work in like a super like when, when you're in like a crowd of fans that really want to believe the product they're seeing before their eyes as if as if kayfabe's still a thing. Yeah, those crowds aren't going to be as into it, but you go like up towards the like northeast in the US and those are some of the most overmatches you can find. And if the crowds enjoying it, then I see no wrong in it. It's yeah, it's we've seen some great stuff maybe not necessarily from the WWE, the only intergender I don't know if you'd call it a match. It was more of a gimmick sort of thing. And then we've seen what Baron Corbin a couple of years ago just decked Becky Lynch, which made him at the time the greatest heel in the world. He got so much heat from that. Yeah, I never even, I never saw that one. It was um, in that uh, Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans tagged against Rollins and Lynch. And Corbin hit the deep six on Becky Lynch. And then what was the other one? There was, funnily enough, Becky Lynch versus James Ellsworth. Mm, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, that uh, rewind a little bit. That deep six, wow, what a move. And he hit that on Becky Lynch. I got to go back and see that because I bet it looked amazing. Yeah. I wouldn't – what do you call the – I suppose a negative pop, if you want to call it. It really fired the crowd up. They went off. And he got set. his heat, brother. 
it worked and it got its heat. There was an argument on what sort of heat it was, but do you believe in such thing as go away heat or do you think that's just people being petty? It's a double-edged sword. Uh, yes, it's definitely a thing. Uh, at the same time, I don't think it's a thing every time wrestling fans want to say it's a thing. Like it kind of, it didn't really all start with, but it got popularized with X-Pac. Like it was originally the X-Pac heat. I think that's bullshit. I think X-Pac is one of the greatest wrestlers to ever lace up a pair of boots or kick pads or whatever the hell it was that he wore. I, I think that like Baron Corbin, for another example, I'm probably going to lose a lot of uh, fans right now, but fuck it. Baron Corbin is a great wrestler and he's uh, really good at his job. He's definitely great at getting hit. And another one, obviously, that's good at that is um, MJF. Oh, God. Like he, MJF is the best heel in wrestling. Like that, there's no argument, especially when it comes to today. Like you can go ahead and put him on the list as one of the greatest heels of all time. I, but as far as today goes, there's nobody even touching MJF. It's not even close. See, I would have argued Sammy Callahan. I, 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 Sammy Callahan is a great heel. Don't get me wrong, but there's just something about MJF that, again, I think we're back to the kayfabe thing. I don't think it's kayfabe with with MJF. I think that's just how MJF is. I know Sammy. Sammy's a sweetheart. Mm. Oh, yeah. I saw um, Sammy's interview with um, Chris Van Vliet. It was just so genuine and honest, and he's so humble as well. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a real dude, man. But with um, MJF, it's like you watch him on Twitter, and it's like nothing is off limits. I've seen him attack people because they're old, because they're He'll use grandmother insults. He's, I'm pretty sure I've seen him make a cancer joke. I mean, that he makes some insults <laughs> are very. I didn't know that. <laughs> I don't know how true that is, but he's made some very cringeworthy insults, and it's like, it's where you could go. Oh, that's borderline too far, and it's just. But you, at the same time, grow respect that he has no boundaries when he goes to insult someone. The boy got balls, man. He got some cojones, and you got to respect it. And at the end of the day, as a professional wrestler, your entire job is to entertain fans and make money. I don't think there's many more guys who are doing those two things better than MJF right now. So people can complain all they want. MJF is doing what he's supposed to be doing. And I remember, I don't know if you saw it, there was um, this video, this kid in this wheelchair went up to MJF for a meet and greet or something like that uh-huh. and something along the lines of he asked mjf um what can you do that nobody else can do or whatever it was and all MJF <laughs> i already know where this is going did i have it in the, the wheelchair video, but i know exactly where you're going go ahead he stood up and he's like i can do this you can't <laughs> I'm sorry, but that that sounds like a setup video. Like if if that wasn't a setup, if that naturally organically happened, that's that's gold right there. And it's I think from the video itself got a lot of heat, but then there was a lot of um, other videos on that exact same thing that came after the main video ended that showed that he was actually behind the scenes, kind of sort of genuine but in a mean way to him kind in a mean way he was acting mean but he was doing it in a way that he made the kids smile and he made the kids day that's good that's great so it's being a heel in a good way which i don't think he gets enough credit for but sean michaels was another one when they went to canada and sean michaels tormented canada about ending Bret Hart's WWE career. And then he's like, if Bret Hart had any cojones, he'd walk out here right now. And then suddenly Bret Hart's music hit. And then Shawn Michaels was really scared. And then suddenly it worked out to be a troll job. And he's like, I'm doing this and you guys can't do anything. Whatever it was he was doing back in, I think it was Montreal. It was either Toronto or Montreal. It might've actually been Montreal. But um, i that was, specific incident, well, that wasn't the uh, the screw job though. That was a, a raw, wasn't it? Mm, yeah, it was two thousand five, I believe. Yeah, that was probably Toronto then. But yeah, the Michaels was phenomenal. Michaels is one of the greatest of all time in every aspect of wrestling. 
So before we wrap this up, is there anything you want to plug? Merchandise, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. I've I've subscribed to YouTube. I think I'm like your 69th subscriber, ironically enough. But is there ah. <laughs> is there anything you want to plug? Yeah, guys, go like again. I only have 69 damn subscribers. What's going on? Go subscribe to my YouTube. Go follow me on Twitter. Go follow my Instagram. Add me on Facebook. Go buy my T-shirts. Why? Because I'm the man. That's why. I'm cool as shit. You know this. You listen to this podcast. If not for me, do it for Cogburn, all right? But for real, though, guys, thank you. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for having me on, my friend. It was a wonderful time. I am Christian Cobain, and this has been fun. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for making the time. I'll definitely have you back on one day. Maybe next, maybe when I learn how to use Twitch and YouTube and all that um, tech <laughs> stuff, maybe we'll do a um, video podcast and we'll get the cats in as well. Oh, you had me at cat. It's, unlike the ringsider boys, I don't have that fantastic beard. I got the little bit of stubble, but I don't have that beard that Jamie had. But, guys, this has been Mining for Mayhem. Christian, thanks so much. We'll definitely have to talk again. I'll make sure I get those photos up on Twitter for you. Um, guys, we'll, we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone.